Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Here at Guitarnerds, we're big fans of Isotope Software and their impressive range of plugins. And you, dear listener, get 10% off all Isotope plugins at isotope.com with discount code NERDS10. Every Guitar Nerds podcast for well over five of its ten years has been edited, polished, and repaired using Isotope's wonderful range of tools. From their nectar sweet to EQ, compress, and lightly add reverb to give the impression that Matt and I are in the same room, to the RX repair suite to deal with pops, clicks, and background noise. In fact, every sound sample that you hear on our podcast is mastered using Isotope's Ozone Mastering Suite, and I can even compare audio, EQ, and levels to other similar released material using Isotope's Tonal Recall. It's all very good, and believe it or not, there are a bunch of free plugins that you can try. A vinyl simulator for added character, the Ozone Imager for help visualising your stereo mix, and a vocal doubler for added richness and depth to your vocals. Pretty neat. Check it all out at isotope.com. The other day, Matt, I was trying to think of my favourite thing about Switzerland, and I... I couldn't decide, but um, their flag is a big plus. Boom! Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Joe Brandt, and joined this week by Matt Knight. Hello, Mr. Joe. I wanted to do that in a Swiss accent, but then Uh. I... I quickly realised that a Swiss accent in my head sounded like a German accent and then realised that actually they do speak some German, but also French and Italian because they're weird. Yeah, they they do actually. They do speak a lot of different languages. Well, my sister used to to live there and and work there. And uh, yeah, she she and her boyfriend had to be fluent in like three languages to do their job just because you've got to be able to deal with (laughs) every situation. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah, I remember one of the most confusing scenarios ever for me in terms of language was when me and Amy went to a French restaurant in Berlin and was greeted in, uh, I think we were greeted in like, so we were, yeah, in Berlin, went into a French restaurant, but got greeted in German. Right. And And then the waiter then spoke like english we were like where are we what language are we supposed to talk are we supposed to say bonjour merci guten tag i don't know um so that's why you take the british approach which is louder 
and slower just louder and slower yeah i what <laughs> I, I i really enjoy in france um a, attempting real pigeon french like uh like french but with a cockney accent some real sort of del bit del boy style uh, french i find that's the that's the best route for getting what you want i will uh, la bouer yeah mercy burkoop um i'll try that tomorrow when i'm actually in france ah uh, yes of course you're going to france for work I'm going to France for work. I unfortunately don't have time to go to, uh, and I always forget the name, but there's a, there's a really good street in Paris that's all guitar shops, a bit like Denmark Street, but loads. But they've got like a metal-themed like guitar shop, like a, an acoustic-only guitar shop. Uh, they've got uh, La Pedale, which is, uh, I don't know, just does Les Pauls. No. Um, <laughs> that's, that is literally just... A, a quite a small shop but it's just cabinet glass cabinets of pedals and one wow. demo room um so yeah some some cool stuff and and obviously for us uh english uh it's not so bad to get there if you can get to london on the eurostar long weekend in paris you can do quite a bit of guitar shopping over there mm. so yes yeah. it does have a yes it has an and i can't remember the name of it now it's very annoying but uh but they have an excellent uh guitar streets in paris full of shops. although actually you would probably have to it wouldn't be any cheaper because of the amount of import duty you would probably end up Ugh, paying so annoying so annoying i mean you know obviously dear listener and matt we've been over the last few weeks i'm still on the hunt for this all-rounder i'm coming back right now to settling on italy i decided matt by the way i decided that the uh, the music man was close but the sterling wasn't it wasn't quite premium enough for me I okay i think um, or maybe a so man with taste. Uh, yeah, I just needed something a, a, a touch more classic. A very lovely guitar. I'm very was very tempted to take advantage of the deal that I think uh, I can't remember who a, a UK retailer was doing at the time. But um, but I'm still looking, and and I found, and we'll talk about these um, a, a little bit later. Maybe actually, why talk about them later? Let's talk about them right away. I was introduced. I can't remember who by a podcast listener. Apologies to you. Please remind me which one of you it was and tell me what an idiot I am for <laughs> getting who you are. But, uh, but someone the other week introduced me to Kaufman, uh, guitars and the Kaufman guitar store, which is in Holland, a Dutch store. Now it does a wonderful range of electrics and kind of all the cool, interesting, almost slightly, uh, uh, if you want a, a Strat, a Tele, or a Les Paul, and you don't want to go to Gibson or Fender, they do all of those brands. So they do like Nash, Maybach, which we, you know, we, we're okay. big fans of, Eastman, Cream Tea. It looks like they're starting to do those new, what, uh, those new British uh, PJD guitars. Yeah, something like that. Whatever, whatever they are, they're yep. called. Yeah, they, they, they're sort of. They do a lot of those, a lot of those companies that offer relics on classic or classically inspired shapes, but they also do their own Kaufman um, guitars, and they are absolutely fantastic, and the prices are amazing. They do their the Kaufman Cozy, which is their original shape, kind of offset extended horns, a bit Novo-esque, I was going to say, very... Um yeah. I guess it's very, very difficult to be very, very original these days without <laughs> making it super spiky or yeah. the oddest of shapes. But uh, yeah, very Novo-esque, I think, on that one. It's kind of the modern classic shape, isn't it? It's the shape that never actually existed in the 50s, but everything mm. now that tries to be 50s goes for this sort of shape. Yeah, 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 exactly. 
Um, but they do those, which are lovely, but they do also make some lovely strats, lovely tellies, a, a lovely um, junior that they've got, uh, the single-cut Les Paul Junior um, that they have on their website. That's actually absolutely amazing. A black heavy relic, no uh, sort of black, black plate, P90 single-cut junior. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's sub fifteen hundred euros, which is an incredible price. Yeah, they really um, do a lot of different models under this Kaufman. Yeah. I'm guessing they must have started as a guitar manufacturer and then have just ventured into selling some other some other brands. Yeah. Um but yeah, they do a, a huge range of their own guitars. Um yeah. Yeah, I, they I do. The, a, a fantastic range of stuff. And, uh, of course, basically, the prices are fantastic. But I know, you know, thanks to Brexit, that I'm going to get hit with a bunch of import trying to trying to get one of these across <laughs> the border. Um, yeah, so I don't I'm know. Just... I don't know. I might, might look at how cheap flights are to Holland at the moment, see if I can smuggle it back out. I mean, it's uh, it's insanely cheap. I was also just reading their story, hmm. and uh, they have very – I won't ruin it because it's definitely worth a read, but they have definitely engineered some, uh, some nice images as part of – and uh, background for their – for their story. It looks like a crazy guitar store. It looks like it's in some sort of department store, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm um, really not sure. KaufmanGuitarStore.com, dear listener, if you want to check them out, or Kaufman obviously you can find them on store. any of their social medias. But the 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 guitar there that really stood out to me that I, I, I like very, very much is they do a Kaufman 63 telly in aged blonde. And it's like aged blonde with a, a sort of lightly parchment guard, rosewood neck, um their headstock is great their logo's fine i can take or leave that it's maybe a little large and small for the headstock but that's that's not the end of the world 
the relicking, the quality of the the lacquer checking, the the sort of aging on the back of the neck on the maple where it's almost grayed down the bulk of the middle of the neck is very gorgeous, and it's a it's a lovely piece of rosewood on the on the neck itself. Oh, it's it's a lovely sixty three telly, thirteen hundred and eighteen euros. Just, I don't understand how uh, how people can make it for that money. <laughs> I just. <laughs> um, but I mean, they I mean, they really do look good. Um, yeah. You could definitely fly there for not a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe it'd be worth doing. And it looks like, uh, are there any dealers? Just having a look. So mainly dealers in the Netherlands, but sound effects in London. Is oh, sound really? No, sound effects isn't in London. What am I talking about? Sound effects in Lancashire are a dealer. Oh, they look right. like they're the only dealer in the UK. Um, otherwise, yeah, you've got a few dealers in France and in Germany. Um, let's have a look, see if uh, see if our, our UK friends have got anything in stock. Hmm. Uh, that would be fantastic. Is, <laughs> yes, uh, oh, they really? do have a cosy, um, so that's the offset. They have uh, two of those models, one in an Inca Silver and one in a three-tone oh. Sunburst. Oh, two colours that I love. But I do want a traditional shape. I don't want the Novo thing. How much is the, the Cozy? 2749. Two seven. So it's definitely, it's got basically the same import that is if I bought it because the Cozies go for around 2.1 to 2.3 right. in euros direct. Uh, um, they've also got, uh, I'm just talking about sound effects here, they have got a limited edition USA Cabronita, which was a Absolutely oh, cracking guitar in Aztec Gold, thirteen nine nine. That's a great buy and a great guitar. Um, so if you want to buy a new guitar and you want my opinion, go and buy that. That's a, that's not a bad shout. Good good all rounder, the Cabernita. You've got all the best bits of a Telecaster with those lovely sort of Fidelitron Gretsch style pickups. Well, absolutely. Um, they've also. Is there anything else? They've got a 1986 Rickenbacker 366 in white, Ooh, uh, wow. which looks very cool. Forget your 80s jangle on. Um, and they also have. Let's just quickly scroll through anything else that catches my eye. They have also got an Edwards. Um, oh, and Ed, ESP Edwards by the Ed, ESP, aren't they? Yeah, Edwards by ESP, two thousand five, made in Japan, Les Paul Custom. Oh, um, didn't you have nice. something similar to that, Joe? Was it a Greco that you? Oh had? yeah, I had a few Les Paul Customs because those black Les Paul Customs were really my thing for for a while. But yeah, I had some Grecos. I don't think I ever had a Tokai in the Les Paul Custom, but the Greco was my favourite. I think mm. the Bernie ones were supposed to be the best ones. I had an Orville one for a bit, right, uh, as well. But the Greco ones were the most affordable. But they there was something about them. They were almost the most. Uh, I don't know, lively? I don't, I don't know how to... They were just gorgeous to play. I just thought they were right. brilliant. Nice. Uh, they also have, if you're feeling particularly flush, a 1964 Fender Strat refin. Oh, yeah. Is that the, the 40... green refin? No, it's no? a red one. Fourteen nine nine. they're asking for that at the moment. A um, little bit above my budget. Sorry, uh, for, what, Fourteen nine, as in one thousand four hundred and ninety-nine. No, as in fourteen thousand <laughs> yeah, nine hundred and ninety-nine. They also have an American standard Strat that's been refinished in peach, oh. which is a rather nice, rather attractive looking I pink. I do color. like peach. It's something Fender have introduced into their player series 
uh, mm. recently. They've done some limited edition, I think a Strat and maybe a Telly yeah, in no, Beach. I'm, but it's nice. That. It's not as it's not as bold and horrible as that orange that Fender have been releasing things in recently. But it's uh, subtle but gorgeous. It's got the same subtlety of shell pink. It's like pink yes. and, and peach. It's like these are bad colours. They're like horribly colors yeah. but then giving them that sh- the shell pink the subtleness it makes it classy and the same with the peach it's like a it's a subtle peach it makes it classy yeah i would um i would say if you are after a range of great secondhand guitars uh sound effects seem to have uh, yeah, sound effects in the uk that is seem to have a seriously cool amount of great secondhand guitars i've got a 2003 made in japan 33 phone 335 Wow. Uh custom shop Schecter Telly 1599. That might be right up your street there, Joe. Top bound, <laughs> surf green. Wow. Um they've got oh the classic, Joe, the absolute classic. 1996 Rickenbacker 325 V59 John Lennon. The Onion. Oh, wow. Um the onion. The onion. Um, I just, yeah, that thing. We had one of those at Gak once. Just was not a great guitar. Yeah, they've got loads of stuff. Loads of cool stuff. Definitely worth checking out if you're in the UK. Um, including, uh, they've got a lot of second-hand Rickenbackers, but uh, it says private collection here. Uh, mm. No price, but a Rickenbacker 336 in midnight blue with Union Jack pickguard. Um, that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Yeah. Um, no, cool guitars. Cool, cool stuff. guitars. Yeah, oh, worth worth checking out. Indeed. Now, the me me discovering this this Kaufman guitar, this this Tele, it, it kind of got me thinking. Um, I'm really interested in well priced. <laughs> yeah. Well, just you know, not when not when Luthiers make a Telecaster for four grand. That's all because I can get one for Fender for that. If I'm if I'm going to a Luthier, I know this sounds terrible, but if I'm going to a Luthier for just a Tele or just a P-Bass or something, then uh, it needs to be... Uh, I need to be spending less than I would on a custom shop. That's just mm-hmm. how I feel about it. I, I, that, that makes me sound as if I'm... Uh, that's terrible of, of me to say that to Luthiers, because they're obviously making a superior product. But mm-hmm. for me personally... I would go to Fender Custom Shop if I was going to be spending four grand. So I'm looking for well-priced, like the Kaufman, tellies. You know, who's – or just in general, like, who's – it doesn't even have to be Custom Shop quality. I'm like, who's making tellies that isn't Fender? I want to see what options there are out there, especially from luthiers. Uh, so, dear listeners, make, make you know, throw some suggestions at me. Little luthier companies that, that I've missed that are making T-style guitars. I want to check them out. Ideally for, you know, for two and a half or under. But I, I, I want to see, yeah, what, what's out and about there. That would be that would be great. Um, there's, there's, I mean, yeah, places like Birmingham Guitar Show are always good for that, aren't they? Exactly. Builder shows, you never know. Um, you should also speak to, do they, um, uh, what was the, the name? Um, it will come back to me but there's there's definitely a few people i know that are going to be at birmingham um that are going to bring those kind of guitars so and the good thing is as well sometimes you see those sort of guitars on booths that aren't like guitar booths you know like pedal yeah. pedal companies they always have like oh, yeah. an, an interesting guitar. guitar to demo yeah um oh i know the name has come back to me um gray guitars um was in I'd say London. I don't think it was London, but moved to 
uh, now is based in Cornwall. Um, but they have what model is it? Do they do a telly or is it just the strap one? I they can't do. Uh, yeah, I always thought grey guitars were were like. Just lots and lots of different versions of a Stratocaster. Maybe you're right. I thought there was a Tele model, but I must. Uh, no, there is. No, they the do. Ad- the, the Admiral g- is the Tele one. Right. Or the T shape, should we say? <laughs> um, yeah, I. You know, because again, not crazy money. Um, I mean, it just comes down to the spec, I guess, that you want. Uh, but the base price is two. Well, for the Emperor, which is the S style, is two nine. Right. Um, but, yeah, maybe something worth checking out. But there's quite a lot of people out there making some some cool stuff. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. If you've got the Majo and you want to splash out, I've just found a second-hand Fender 2020 limited edition Evangelion Asuka <laughs> Telecaster, which was that crazy neon one with the lace sensor pickups. <laughs> oh, God. Um, that is definitely an all-rounder for you. <laughs> yeah, how much is it going for? Three and a half thousand pounds. Yeah. Uh, what about um, LSL guitars? Uh, LSL? I've not. I don't LSL, know this name. LSL. Um, they. Yeah, they're about two and a half grand. You can get them in a few places, like Pine Bodies. Oh yeah. Range of different styles. You can have humbucker, humbucker single. They also do some. Uh, I think they do some Esquire ones, so they might be one worth checking out. But be interesting to see if I'm sure the listeners will come up with something. Yeah, throw me suggestions, dear listener. I'm interested to to yeah to to expand my knowledge on Telecasters that aren't Telecasters. So throw throw me some of those. Speaking of our, our listeners, Matt, um, uh, we should talk about the question of the week. <laughs> There's the question duck there, dear listener. Yes, the question of the week, which is something we are going to do with over on Patreon after uh, after this episode. Matt and I will head over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds for an extra episode. We'll be dealing with a few questions, a couple of questions this week from our listeners that we've plucked from the Facebook group, the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook. The first one is from Chris Roaring. He says, hello, fellow guitar nerds. This year I will be moving to a small house. So I'm thinking about how to downsize. I'm currently running a sizable collection of pedals into an RE201, into a hand-built hot-rodded Princeton without the reverb and trem. For my pedal board, I'm thinking about one to two drives, fuzzes, trem, a delay, and a reverb. And for the amp, I'm looking into low, about five-watt combo amps. Uh, which can go from clean to low overdrive. What could be a good all-rounder pedal board and amp? All suggestions are welcome. So we're going to be talking about that. And also, if we get time, we'll we'll add on a similar question. Martin Cox has said, if you, like I, currently am, <laughs> sorry, I said that really badly, if you, <laughs> like I currently am, uh, would start your pedal board from scratch, which devices would you pick as the brain control center and why? For the sake mm. of this discussion and uh, my use, um, I would limit it to a device that also has its own effects. For the times you want an effect, you don't want to have a pedal uh, on your board. So no switches only, but I also need to allow for 
uh, at least a couple of other pedals to be plumbed in. Amp modeling is a nice backup or expansion option, but it's not a deal maker or breaker. So, yeah, okay. some, some interesting things to talk about. They're multi-effects that you can plumb pedals into. There are a few, obviously. There are some that that, that Matt and I favor, but they'll be good things to talk about. So that's going to be happening after this episode over on our Patreon. Do join us there. Um, now, before we head on into the into the news, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about. Uh, oh, oh, I went to I went to Ashdown uh, this week, Matt. I headed oh, yeah. over there doing some work for change. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Very harsh, Joe. You're always very busy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am, and I was. But yeah, I went over to Ashdown to do this whole Photoshop, the fo- uh, photo shoot for all of their. Uh... <laughs> I'm just photoshopping four <laughs> strings onto everything. <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, I went over to do like a photo shoot for um, all of their new 2023 um products and things like that um and to have a look at some of the prototypes the last of the prototype bases that, that we've got through because and i shared this on our group we've d- we've done this this hollow body base kind of inspired by um a sort of guild star base meets hofner very thin meets uh fender coronado it's that sort of thing so short scale but like fender star headstock Cool. Roasted, roasted neck and boards, two mini humbuckers, big three three five body. I was really, really over the moon with it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And bear in mind, like we, you know, these are the these are Chinese built models that we're hoping to sell for, like you know, three hundred fifty four hundred pounds. They're not going to be an awful lot. But two things. Uh, my reason for bringing this up. First. We're selling all the prototypes on on Reverb. Well, Ashdown are selling all the prototypes on on Reverb for like two nine nine each, which is a very very good price. So, right dear now. listener, right now there's like a uh, the Saint, which is their sort of Reverend esque shape, kind of a bit offsetty, a bit sort of Jazz Mastery Jaguar bass PJ pickups um, in shell pink with a white plate, matching headstock, baked neck two nine nine. On oh. reverb right now. It's very good. Very good. It's very good. Worth I checking think out. I, I like who took the photo. <laughs> was it you, Joe? Yes, it was me, yeah. Oh, did you find it on reverb? I uh, found yes. it. Yeah. yeah it I found it's it. Good, good old base. But um, more importantly than that, I loved the hollow body prototype so much that I went straight onto reverb and bought a Fender Coronado base. Yes, you did, Joe. Yes, yes, you did. I did. So awesome. So hard to come by. I have it in like a cert, like reverb lets me know when stuff comes up. Yeah, so a Coronado 2. These were the old, um, the modern player series back from like 2013, around around then. Black, black plate, short scale, hollow body, bolt on neck. So you've got like a Fender style neck with a rosewood board, that Coronado headstock, two of those Fidelitron style Gretsch pickups on a on like a really heavy because it's got a big old center block in it, weighs a ton. Um, hollow I base. don't remember these being ever that popular. On don't remember ever selling that many of them at all. Me, me neither. We're like you know they were a bit too weird for me at the time, and and so I, I never bought one when they were when they were out, but. Two things about that. One, you never see them come up secondhand. This is the mm. first one in ages that I've seen. So whoever's bought all of those modern players, they're keeping them. And 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 secondly, I paid 
more than they were when they were new in the shops. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much of that going on at the moment. There's there's certain things that I just see and I'm like, this was as much as it was new, mm-hmm. especially old stuff. I've just seen secondhand. Always worth, you know, looking at what the a lot of stores are really driving secondhand at the moment. So you're getting some some pretty cool stuff, especially stuff that maybe me or you would have bought like 15 years ago that now you don't use and you're yeah basically getting the same money if not more for it and i've just seen a gibson blues hawk for 14.99 now a friend of mine has a gibson blues hawk and i think he bought the blues hawk um is a hollow body uh i'm just gonna bring it up now is it hollow body no it's how do i describe this joe uh Uh, imagine getting a les paul and putting it under a rolling pin. This is awful. So you kind of flatten out. And it is out. available as a hollow body as well. Yeah, I, I thought there was. So you've got a mini humbucker in the neck, a single coil in the middle, and then a slanted humbucker in the bridge. Um, and yeah, it's like someone rolled over a Les Paul with a rolling pin, and then it's got a pointy Florentine just volume tone and then a strat style pickup selector so they did a night hawk and a blues hawk and i think yeah the blues hawk is maybe i can't remember what the difference was but they definitely did a hollow body version um this is a, a bad, very bad a very product. i remember when my friend bought one he still plays it in fact i've been meaning to reach out to him recently because he's just started playing guitar again um and he's like i've still got that uh, that gibson blue talk that you sold me i sold it to him when i, I think i i sold it to him <laughs> when, some friend you are uh when uh, when i worked at, at gac and uh it could probably do with a setup yeah gibson made it from 1996 to 2006 wow they got a whole 10 years out of this guitar shape and epiphone reissued it at one point it looks um, like there were signature models with epiphone as well yeah weird. there's a, a nancy wilson um signature model <laughs> yeah um wow yeah what a what a guitar it's um, like gibson does esp it's funny we should have mentioned that yesterday when we were talking about the last week when we were talking about the uh the rarities oh yeah yeah weird um, weird odd gibsons but we were talking odd about gibsons. odd gibsons that we liked this is yeah this yeah is terrible no this is uh uh if you ever this is this podcast i'm sorry um <laughs> i'm sure you love your uh your blue talk but i just just clicking on that don't know what brought this up uh, there's a listing on reverb here for a gibson sg90 double from 1988 which is a Gibson SG with a tiny pick perloid pick guard with a single coil in the neck, which is at a reverse slant humbucker in the bridge with a, uh, Kayla hardtail. Okay. Um, and then it's got the split triangle custom inlays and it's in a metallic turquoise. Um, this does not. This is. This I just wonder how they came up with this. Thing. Oh no, it's a Steinberger trem. <laughs> um, so there we go. Uh, 1988 Gibson SG90, yours for eleven hundred pounds. <laughs> um, are you feeling risky? Well, uh, maybe not. 
At least you can get an okay price there for an American-made thing. But it was probably no. eleven hundred quid new. <laughs> Still <laughs> worth true. as much money, yeah. But you that know, definitely true. noticing that a lot. There's some guitars from fifteen, twenty years ago that are as much now as they were were brand new. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, uh, I want to talk about another cool guitar actually that that one of our listeners uh uh posted uh thomas adelgren um uh posted about this actually he posted this guitar because he had purchased a kma machines chief disruptor on my recommendation the chief disruptors the um the big muff style pedal that kma do with like a clean blend three different voicings mm. and like a separate mids foot switch a bunch of other stuff it's a really great fuzz pedal dear listener um but uh, he posted about that and he posted about a cool guitar that he got along with that. Um, he seems really happy with the Chief Disruptor, which I'm chuffed about. And I, I wanted to mention that over uh, at Christmas, I got a Christmas present from KMA because Enrico, the guy who uh, who builds the, the guy who owns the company and makes the pedals, what a lovely Christmas gift uh, that him and Bruce uh, put from KMA put together for me. They made me a custom Chief Disruptor with like Christmas graphics on it <laughs> that's got my name on it, like as in as part of the artwork on it. Aww. It says guitar Joe Brandon, like number one guitar nerd or something like that on the uh, on the well, pedal, and, it, and they called wrong, it the but... Festive Disruptor instead of the Chief Disruptor. But uh, yeah, now, what, what, I'll post oh, pictures Joe, of it, dear listener, because it's great. It's an awesome pedal, and I, I love the the Chief Disruptor anyway. But now I've got one with my name on it, so it's it's gone straight onto my pedal board. And it's of course the clean blend makes it a wonderful fuzz for bass as well, which is very very useful for me. Mm. Um, but yes, Thomas Adelgren posted about a guitar that he purchased, a Duesenberg that has just arrived 18 months after he ordered. Oh, I, I've not seen this type of Duesenberg before, Matt. Have you? We, uh, only because I have a crazy memory for these things sometimes, we did actually talk about it, I think, on the podcast. Right. A couple of years ago. Maybe it was last year. Um, so uh, he, we are talking about the Duesenberg Senior um which is their kind of les paul shaped um single pickup now i'm just trying to find out whether the pickup is a humbucker or a single coil because it looks like a single coil it's a crazy shape but it's it's kind of like a gold foil but obviously there's no gold in it um so yeah the senior like their their les paul um kind of look alike all bound comes in black or cream uh they they say clean versatile and focused clean design dirty tone uh stripped down yet surprisingly versatile so you've actually got a single um they call it the split king pickup at the bridge which delivers three different tonal options which oh, can be selected nice. with the very cool um sort it's of like selector a switch it's like a tap yeah. toggle on the on the lower horn yeah they they basically say it is a true single coil and a true humbucker and a combination of both but what's quite cool joe which you probably don't realize when you're looking at it that it is in fact chambered uh-huh. um fully plecked out of the duesenberg factory i think we, we have talked about this before and i think it's one of the coolest guitars that they make uh just yeah. it looks very different um it's got the adjustable um tunomatic bridge the fretboards as it says fully plexed comes with a hard case um they actually do it in three colors they do a 
metallic green, a black, and a blonde. Wow. Um, very, very, cool. very cool guitar, though. About 2,000 euros, I think these come out, eh? Yeah. I found a second-hand one in the UK for 1699 Really? What um, finish? In black. Ah, wonderful. In black. But yeah, an awesome, awesome um, guitar. They actually... This I'm sure was this was one of the guitars we talked about before because I actually do a signature one Alliance series Jeff DeRosa signature, um, and there was a similar model in a different shape. If I remember, if I remember rightly, what do you mean I'm similar just... model with the same pickup, just one pickup? Yes, in the uh, and I want to say it's called. I'm just waiting for their website. Their website is very slow. If you're I really to this love Bird, the idea of a pickup with uh, with different voicings on board, rather than having extra pickups and a tone control. Doing it very simply with just that kind of a, a revoicing control, and it sounds like a mm. cool, unique way of keeping things simple but different. Yeah, absolutely. I think now it must have been the model we were talking about before. Yeah, the seniors definitely the model. I thought they did something similar. Um, but the other guitar that they do, which is very very cool, which maybe we haven't talked about, maybe we can touch on very quickly, um, is ah no, sorry, I've just found it. They do a Star Player TV, which is similar hollow body, but it's got the two split king pickups in it. Oh, I see. Um, but one guitar, I think the guitar we may have spoke about before. I'm sure we spoke about this, which is the new model I'm thinking of, which is the Falcon, uh, which is their reverse offset body dual humbucker guitar. Um, uh, yes. Which Falcon's is very cool. Spelt weird. Falcon is spelt weird. Yes, Falcon is spelt F-A-L-K-E-N. Um, definitely worth checking out. They reminds me of the old Baratcha. The reverse yes, it's, it's very cool. Shop. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, a sort of fat, stumpy dumpy reverse jaguar but the one i'm looking at uh they, they do it with a tremolo or without mm. um and uh, sorry with a with a tre- with a with a bigsby or without um it looks great really cool lovely I, um, gretsch style pickups in there very cool yeah i would have to say that actually the senior probably the best choice you could have made there if i was going to buy any of them i would have bought one of them so yeah, I find them they're, they, they're sometimes a little bit too almost steampunky for me. Sometimes they lean a little bit too hard into the retro for for my personal taste. But that senior is absolutely on point. I very much like that guitar. Mm, yeah, there's uh, Music Street guitars in the UK. Uh, they have one on Reverb right now for sixteen nine nine in black. Uh, cheapest uh, second cheapest one on Reverb. There's actually a Duesenberg Senior in blonde for sixteen hundred pounds right now. Um, definitely if you're wanting to look for a new guitar I'd say go for that great yeah. choice and of course I think uh, uh, Toman do a massive range if you you know if you're not in the UK they or do indeed the they do a huge range anyway now Matt because you've popped a couple of things in the news for us to talk about so let's do the news Yeah. 
yes, that's right, dear listener. It's time for the news. And Matt Knight, Matt Knight, you've got excited about a few things here. There's an amplifier stroke effects pedal stroke preamp that you've added from someone. And you got very excited about pickups, which I'll be honest, the pickup article, I, 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 I saw it in Premiere Guitar or, or Music Radio and Scroll Past because I was like, I'm, yes, whatever. But Yeah, uh, well, actually, and uh, this, uh, this piece of information came to me via email. Mm. Um, yeah, this, you know, like you say, we would probably normally skip over most pickup stories um, unless it was something particularly crazy uh, or exciting. And, you know, a pickup is certainly not a pickup. You know, there's lots of variations and we've talked about it lots when we mod guitars. But this one is very special and this one holds a place in my heart, shall we say. So Seymour Duncan make a Billy Gibbons signature pickup in their custom shop called the BG1400, which is a very high output stacked tele pickup. Um, And that pickup specifically came in the guitar that got away uh the 2008 or 2009 i can't even remember the year now custom shop esquire um with the eldred mike eldred hot rod wiring and the billy gibbons bg 1400 in the bridge by far in my opinion the best tele pickup um the problem is is in the uk because they are custom shop a dealer specifically has to order that pickup and then have it in stock. And most dealers aren't going to order uh, that and just have it sitting around. Uh, and I always wanted one, and I just sort of never took the plunge because uh, they're all, yeah, as I said, always in the custom shop. However, uh, Seymour Duncan have now announced they have done a non-custom shop version, still built in the US, but it's part of their standard range. The BG1400 is now available for 129 US dollars. Well, it's a very reasonable pickup price. Uh, indeed. So I would say, um, funny enough, I was when I was cleaning and setting up my telly recently, I was like, I don't actually know what bridge pickup I put in this. Because <laughs> I've, I've got a Baja, and I think I ripped both pickups out put the TV Jones in the neck and then was like, Oh, I really want one of these Billy Gibbons pickups. Couldn't get one and put something else in it. Totally forgot what it is. I opened it up really recently and it's a Seymour Duncan STL one. Oh, I think it's there. Like, I've never even heard of that. I think it's there just like standard, um, vintage telly pickup. Right. right. Um, I just STL one. Yeah. Seymour Duncan STL one single coil bridge pickup is the correct 1954 telecaster lead pickup stronger clearer and more divine defined in treble than its older sibling um so it's an average okay pickup that's been nice in my guitar um but now that i've never been you've never been incredibly excited about it well i've always thought at some point i would put that that billy gibbons pickup in um but you know you've got to buy a custom one and they don't come up very often and you've got to custom order it and they're more expensive. Um, and now the fact that you don't have to do any of that and it's just a standard one, then I think that's uh, some of the best Seymour Duncan news I've heard in a long time. <laughs> well, there you um, have it, dear listener. That's you can, uh, you know, if, if you are looking to up, if you have a telecaster and you want to upgrade it, then Matt Knight has no better a suggestion than this Billy Gibbons signature. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's, I mean, obviously Seymour Duncan make a lot of great pickups, but yeah, certainly my choice for the number one telly pickup if you want a beefy single coil. Uh, And I will certainly be ordering one 
soon. Mm, very cool indeed. Now, the other the other piece of news that we wanted to talk about is something from a company that that I hadn't come across before. You, Matt, and and Blake Wyland uh, from the Tone Mob, you are very familiar with this company, Silk Tone. Indeed. So um, we did talk about Silk Tone. I think maybe briefly. I think it probably they probably crossed the news. Um, uh, yes, their fuzz pedal was their fuzz pedal, the Silk Tone fuzz. Uh, a couple of unique things that you probably may remember if you don't have a computer in front of you and you're googling along with the podcast um, was that on the front you had a um, bias control with a three-digit um, seven-segment display, so you could dial in the exact uh, amount of bias into your uh, two germanium transistor fuzz. Um, the great thing was as well, it also had a built-in pickup simulator, so effectively that meant that always the pickup was affected, or the fuzz pedal was always seeing what it believed to be the direct pickup signal, so unlike other fuzz pedals that are in input impedance sensitive you could run it anywhere in your chain um and then the cleanup control so you've got volume fuzz and cleanup allowed you to dial in a certain amount of clean sound so you didn't have to worry about cleaning it up with your guitar necessarily so really allowed you to dial that that whole kind of uh, vintage fuzz sound in very cool um, but what caught our eye? So they actually make a couple of amps already, um, sort of great high-end um, sort of boutique amplifiers around the sort of two and a half thousand dollar mark. Combos, combos indeed. Uh, but what they have just launched is the Micro Nort. Um, now I like micro amps. Um, I always remember we had a secondhand mat amp in before the mini mat uh of course orange tiny terror lunchbox amps we've always been a fan of those but the micro naught something a bit different so imagine a kind of uh a tiny little perfectly square box that is not only an amp joe it's also a drive pedal a preamp a di that goes anywhere from clean to dirty um so this is a four watt uh, one EL84 output um, guitar amplifier with a couple of crazy tweaks. So you can plug your guitar straight in and you've got a couple of simple controls on the front, tone, uh, gain, and then you've also got uh, two different voicings. Um, so you can go from clean to, to dirt if you really crank it up. But what's different with this is on the back. So on the back, you have a standard speaker output, but you also have a line output. Now, the line output isn't a tap from the speaker output. It's actually a taken from a different part of the output. So they say here, it's not taken from the preamp stage or resistively off the speaker tap like other amps. This one has a whole dedicated winding on the output transformer, isolating it from the rest of the signal and it has its own level control. So effectively you can run into this and out of the line out into your pedal board and use it as a distortion pedal. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, or, of course, because it will be because it's it's doesn't require a load obviously you can run that straight into a, a daw or pa it actually says that on the back doesn't it it says it next to the line out it's got a little you know 
explanation that says drive another amp or send to a door or PA. Yeah. So um, so they're saying here, yeah, basically the line out works together with an isolated reactive load. Whether a speaker is plugged in or not, you get the full power drive signal in response to the amp with an all natural EQ peak and no dips, no matter what you plug into. So that's another amp, a pedal chain, a mixer or a DAW. Um, this I'm, I'm seeing amazing. this as, so I've got a 500 rack um like preamp which is great for microphones and stuff but i'm thinking this is your di box this is yeah. what you plug everything into before you go into your daw right um but yes. what this almost replaces the outs on your door yeah I, I think this is what you would go this is what you would run your guitar or i would say maybe even bass into as you run into your daw um so they're saying yeah you can use it as a da di for a desktop pedal platform um or you can actually then crank it and then run it into a yeah your pedal board into another amp but they say that you could do something like run a sort of uh kind of pseudo wet dry setup so you could run your instrument into the micronaut which then feeds a dedicated speaker and that's your dry sound. And then you can take the line out and then run the line out into all your other pedals into the input of another amp. Oh. Now that is unique <laughs> and awesome. That's um, very clever. I, I've, yeah, I've just like, I just need to buy one. I, need, <laughs> I think this is just, to me, I think this just does everything. Nine, everything nine, that I nine. could want. 999 US, US dollars. dollars. Yes, indeed. Uh, not available at the moment anywhere in the UK. Not sure about other dealers in Europe. Sweden, these go to 11. Klangfarber in Austria. Mm. Uh, vintage it's, guitar in Oslo. Palf in France. It's actually another $69 to have the 240 volts that we'd require for mm. this side of the pond. Uh, and you can upgrade to a walnut cab for another two hundred dollars. It comes in a in a lovely sort of blackwood cab, as it is, yeah. which which, uh, uh, which I think looks lovely. Cat cabinet, or rather, I shouldn't say cab. Yeah, um, I uh, am super impressed. I think this nice. is a great great product. Looks like a Greer Mini Chief, dear listener. If you want, uh, yes, of, of, of this yeah. sort of thing that it looks like. It's almost a almost a square. Lovely and retro. Dead simple. One big knob. One small knob. Yes, and that's all you need. Um, you know, and that Greer actually is, again, it's a great amp, you know, small output, three watts, class A, cathode, uh, uh, cathode bias, you know, everything for using at home, great for recording. But this um, special tap on the transformer makes, to me, makes all the difference. I think yeah. being able to use that as a drive pedal, <laughs> but then still run out into a DAW, I think, yeah, that's to me, that's super impressive. For something so simple, it does an awful lot. You've got a lot of options here, and all of them are going to make you sound amazing. Mm, absolutely. So uh, we'll I will certainly be we, we will get one. We'll definitely get one. We'll, uh, I'll have a chat with them, and we'll see if we can get one sent over. But what, what an incredible uh, product. 
Yeah, anyway, indeed. anyway, uh, it's it's uh, time for us. We're going to talk about the topic of the week. Of course, dear listener, if you've not listened to the previous two episodes of season four of Guitar Nerds, we've started a new thing called Spin the Wheel, where each week we're going to be spinning a wheel, selecting someone from our top tier um, of Patreon uh, supporters, and they'll get a goodie bag. And also, uh, we'll ask them what they'd like us to talk about this week. Last week, Chris Franklin won topic of the week. Chris over in Australia. Uh, God damn it. So that's a nice expensive uh, <laughs> postage for me. But, no, Chris was lovely. He actually offered to help with the postage. I was like, no, that's not the point. <laughs> we, we, we will pay any amount. This was part of it. I knew when I opened it up globally, it would mean this. So that's totally I live fine. on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Australia might as well be. It's so far away from here. Anyway, um, Chris Franklin, he said, this is, uh, this is what he replied to me. He said, as a cover band guitarist who occasionally plays bass in our band, I've been asked to guest in another band on a semi-permanent basis as a bass player. A lot of basses there. Um, uh, his budget is about 800 to to £1,000. What's your choice for a rig to cover mostly, I think, 80s Aussie rock classics, most of which I don't know yet? ACDC's <laughs> um, <laughs> so, 80s output? Um, men without hats they're Australian weren't they Kylie Minogue Kylie Minogue yep all of those all of the um, 80s rock classics there I mean Nick Cave is technically Australian and he's the greatest man who's ever lived yeah so maybe it's Kylie Minogue Nick Cave in fact weren't those two wasn't there something between Kylie Minogue and yeah they released uh, they they, they dated for a while they and they uh, had a song together that came out on Murder Ballot Murder ballads. Um, Interesting. The, the wild, uh, well, well, I can't remember what it's called. Wild Rose. I can't remember the name of the song. It was a, right. it was something like Eliza Day was the name of the song. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But right. yes, in fact, once when I went to see Nick Cave at some big show a couple of years ago, I think it was the thing in London that um, Robert Smith from The Cure had curated. He had Nick Cave headline, and uh, Kylie Minogue came out and sung that song with Nick Cave, which was absolutely incredible to see. Uh, wow. You know, this this far on from when that Murder Ballads, obviously seminal, amazing Nick Cave record, and he's he's been so many different things over the years. Sorry, I'm going off on one about Nick Cave and how great he is, but <laughs> that was good. I'm sure none of those are songs that Chris Franklin, however, is uh, <laughs> is going to have to cover. But let's talk about a bass amp for eight hundred to a thousand pounds. Yeah, so I guess we, uh, yeah, he says rig, so we're assuming he means... Just the uh, amp. He doesn't need just the bass. Amp. He's got the bass. He said he plays bass in his bands occasionally, so he's got the bass covered. We assume he's got some pedals covered. Why don't you start, Joe? Because you might... <laughs> yeah. You might know this area better than me. I mean, I've got a suggestion, but I thought you'd better come in with a normal yeah. suggestion first. Well, this is what's this going to be? You suggesting uh, the, uh, the Boss Katana bass amps and me suggesting Absolutely. Ashdown uh, rigs? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, um, why the hell not? But then again, yeah. in that price range, you know, I think with before we suggest any models, realistically, spending the more top end of that price range will get you probably a better product. Yeah, I think in in that. So it's definitely, you know, and worth getting something that's versatile and, and handles a lot of um, 
you know a lot of different things because yeah you might only be occasionally but doesn't mean you don't want a good sound sure but you know there's there's also things to consider i think as much as i hate to admit it i guess weight and things like that do often become issues with bass rigs and i you know probably if you're just doing this as a semi-permanent thing we don't want to be suggesting uh big heavy <laughs> sort of uh you know maybe slightly weight coat portability conscious i'm sure he doesn't want half his house taken up with a base rig that uh you know mm. is isn't is just his thing he's doing on the side um so so you know i still think a head and cab are a better option than a, a combo whilst you know I, <coughs> the way the way things are sort of selling it, it looks to be like combos are the new thing for bass like ashdown you know i know that one of the most popular things they're selling at the moment their their studio series of bass mm. combos which is crazy we know like obviously fender have been really successful with rumble um you know boss have thrown their hat into the ring with the with the very good katana bass amps and these are all combos which seems mad to me but it doesn't change the fact that i'm yet to play a gig where someone's turned up with a combo because it's not done. It's not yeah. done for bass because no one wants to log, log on and off a bass rig. So everyone's still doing head and cap. I don't mm-hmm. understand where all these combos are going after their purchase. People's houses. I, I guess so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. But So if we're talking about head and cab and we're trying to keep it under sort of 800 to 1,000 um, pounds, I mean, if you were a guitarist, then potentially maybe you could even consider looking in for looking for something that could do a bit of both i mean that's a long shot sure but what about something like a baseman 50 um or a baseman 100 the old fender basements they got they're mm. not that old like they were made you know in in the 70s but they don't go for a, a, an awful lot of money you can pick up the head for sort of 800 quid okay but maybe a cab's gonna put you slightly over but it would definitely be super cool and something that doubles up as a um as a great bass rig if you wanted to go combo in that i bet you could find an old baseman 10 like the 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 410 combos there were two channels 50 watts that they're that krug bin i don't know how to pronounce that band's name but um their bass player uses uses one and her sound is absolutely fantastic um they're my suggestions for kind of like a a retro classic thing um yeah i think it's difficult isn't it because it just depends how much you're playing bass and whether you want super simple i mean the problem with going head and cab is you've got to spend less on the head right i guess because then you've got to factor in the cost of a cab um as well as that i mean there's quite a lot of choices out there i mean Obviously, you know, going for a more modern choice, a lot of people talking about, you know, Aguila, Tone Hammer seems to be one that yeah. you know, a lot of bass players talk about 599, 350 watts. Um, it's just then, yeah, then you've got to get a cab, I guess, realistically, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. The, I mean, the great advantage, there is something totally different about the bass amp market to the guitar amp market in the secondhand stuff is just the backside's been ripped out of it price-wise like it goes for nothing so unless you are especially set on a new amp there is just so much available pre-owned like right. you know i appreciate you know australia is a big place <laughs> and your major cities are all pretty <laughs> spread out you know but um yeah 
and, and no one ever wants to post an amp. But things like the, I've spoken about it before. I said it's my favorite amplifier of all time, the Hartkey HA5500. It's a fantastic amplifier. It's very good, solid state, valve preamp, the ability to blend those two inputs to get a really unique tone. Big, long graphic EQ, but then a separate high and low shelf control as well. So you can, there are just so many options. It does everything. It's a fantastic head. It's super reliable. And you can pick them up in like, like I'm looking at a combo of the 3500, so the 300-watt version of it. Obviously, 5500 is a 500-watt head i'm looking at a combo with the 3500 a 410 combo that's on ebay for 180 pounds wow <laughs> that is a fully gigging amplifier and it's not just okay it's fantastic and uh and and hotkey just they're they're kind of out of you know the no one's thinking about them as a brand at the moment but that doesn't mean they didn't make absolutely wonderful amplifiers so i think you can pick up stuff from hotkey at very good prices second hand yeah. if you shop around yeah i think um second hand is is always an option i mean i will just be the corporate shield for a second no, you should of, matt you in, should the katana base is a great combo yeah i think you know for me it, it just i guess it depends really isn't it how much you're going to use it but I've really enjoyed playing around with it um, because it's got a lot of features for me as a non-regular bass player and more of a guitarist, a guitarist's bass player. Um, It's super simple to use. I mean, I like the fact that it's class AB rather than class D. So, you know, from a, again, transitioning from a guitar amp to a bass amp, you know, you've got that kind of same feeling as the more you dig in, the more you get out rather than that sort of, sort of, flat class d i guess you would say not to say that it's bad but you know it's it's nice to have something a bit different oh, you know a few different bass amp styles flat vintage modern um but i like having all the effects on there so actually if you're doing and I mean, depping for a bunch of gigs yeah, and if you're that depping sort of it's a great you've got you know essentially a pedal board built into that amplifier no yeah, one else absolutely. has done that really for bass i think you know taking that and then taking the sort of ga foot switch um that could be it you don't have to take any other pedals everything's in there you've got the line out selection um you know you could run a multi-effects into it and just use it for a power amp if you wanted you've got balanced out uh and if you you know get a bit more into it and you want to record at home you've got line out recording out over usb you know lots of different options to future proof yourself if you end up becoming more of a bass player yeah yeah and what they they go for sort of under 500 pounds um, so you know, so you're you're still you're pocketing a lot. I of think, the um, yeah, there. I think you three two five for the one ten B. I think where you lose out basically is um, just in terms of weight there, just because it's class AB and it's not a neodymium speaker, not as light as some of the other combos. No, um, I know a one ten is small. You're going to be able to do small shows with that. Um, I, I I know it comes through the front of house. I still want something flapping my legs a bit more to compete with the drummer the the larger size isn't a 10 though what is it is it 210 the larger one sorry say that again is the larger katana is it a 210 because yes, two sizes so it's, it's a, a 210 and a 110 right yeah yeah the 210 is good the 210 will do it i think if you're gigging more and you're you're relying solely on amp volume and you're not miking up or anything or you know very basic then go for the 210 but the balance line out will give you a decent sound into the PA and then you've got um you know a pretty good on stage sound with just a one a one ten if you need it. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And just, you know, as Matt did it, I will too. If you can if you can bear Class D, and I agree, I don't think Class D is as good. Bear, I'm, I'm touring Class D with Polymath. I did on the last tour and it was fine, but, you know, I get snobby about it. The Ashdown Studio combos, they did them in in like a black Tolex with like a silver grill, a bit fendery maybe. You can get like the 15-inch one for like sub 500 pounds. Last year, I was like, you know what we should do? We should do them in tweed with a with a red drill cloth. They, they will fly out. They didn't fly out. And Ashdown didn't make a load of them after I suggested them. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how many made it over to Australia, but anyone who wants to pick those up, you'd be doing my reputation a huge favor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to find somebody who wants to buy them all in the back of a lorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, but yeah, okay. Well, there, there you go, Chris. I hope, um, I hope that helps. Um, yeah. Yeah, good luck. Let us know how you get on in the old Facebook group or drop us an email or on any any of our socials. Always good to hear whether our suggestions were totally worthless um, <laughs> or made a difference. Yes, indeed. Exactly. Um, well, I guess, you know, the, the time has come, dear Matt, where we are going to have to spin the wheel to decide next week's um, next week's topic. So uh, I'll spin the wheel, dear listener, whilst you listen to the jingle. There you go. There you go, dear listener. And the winner this week is Sean Hughes. Sean Hughes uh, will be in touch. Sean, you've won yourself a lovely goodie bag. And uh, also, you know, I'll be in touch to ask you what you'd like us to talk about on next week's episode. Um, we're, we're, we're running out of time. Well, we're, we're out of time on this week's uh, episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. We didn't get to do our, um, we didn't get to do our show and tell actually, Matt. So maybe we'll, uh, we'll finish on, we'll finish on that. Um, okay. Hit me, Joe. What are you okay. going to show me? Show well, me, I, then tell me. Okay. I, I, all right. All right. I tell you what. Yeah. I will. I'm just going to play it, and then I'll I'll do the outro and everything afterwards. We'll do we'll, we'll do that. We'll do it like that. Um, here is here's something I've been working on this week.
Joe. Yeah. You're not gonna you're gonna hate me for saying this. Go on. Uh, say it. But that really sounds like some a, a track that could have been on the new Red Hot Chili Peppers album. <laughs> 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 Your right. bass playing was very uh, let's say modern flea. <laughs> oh dear. Um, <laughs> it was great. No, I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Great guitar sound as well. What were you um what were you using? Tell so, me. So I will. So for for a start, dear listener, I've been listening to a lot of Psychic Temple this week, and they have this whole thing. They've got a new two track album called Plays Planet Caravan, and their whole deal is they're like, when we guitar solo, we don't think about it, and we try and zone out, and we keep in all the take with all the duff notes. And so I'm, I was like trying to do that, like do these weirds, like you're almost supposed to try like you think to sound like you're thinking about it. Right. Uh, it's, it's, I got really into it. But anyway, so so forgive the bad solo, everyone. That's that's why that was bad. I was trying to oh, neander. Anyway, anyway, so that was that was me getting back out the Emprise Haxby Mini. After oh, I spoke to Philip again from Emprise Amps, he was like, oh, I'll tell you what. He was like, don't worry for not getting this because I haven't put it on the description on the website. It doesn't say it anywhere. But if you pop out, it's a, it's a push, uh, you know, a pull out thing push toggle pushball on the um on the volume of the lead channel and that's what jumps the two channels which gives you just a little bit more a little bit more oomph ah very nice so i was i was using just that along with the Ancoats new islington uh rocket guitar um from that we spoke about last week and it's basically that's that's it that that's that's that whole sound there's a little bit of reverb that i've added in the in the DAW afterwards. But other than that, it's just that. That Haxby Mini is such a great, like, pedal platform. It is just such a clean amplifier. And again, I recorded it, like, low volumes, the amp head sitting on my desk. It was, yeah, just the Haxby Mini going into uh, a little Jensen 12-inch speaker mic'd up with the very microphones that we podcast with, Matt, the Lewitt uh, mm-hmm. 440 Pures. Um yep. And and that was it. Straight into the straight into the DAW. You know, I, nice. I added Sounds a little great. bit of compression on the end. That's it. I, I've never like touched a guitar signal less than with well, this amplifier. I mean, it's that's very good. Of the uh, that is testament to the um, to the quality of that um, of those Emprise amps, basically. Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll cover it in a bit more detail, Joe, over on the Patreon, as I feel it may be an answer to Chris Roaring's question. Oh, there you go. Well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll go and do that now. We'll have a, a little bit of a, a discussion um, about uh, about all those things over on the Patreon. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, dear listener, to ask a question or for any reason at all, uh, if you have a company that you think we should be checking out, or if you are a company or a brand or a luthier, do reach out. We reply to all our emails, you know, so so do that. Info at guitarnerds.net or DM us on Instagram, ask in the open forum on our Facebook group, the Guitar Nerds group. If you're a Patreon supporter, then contact us through Patreon, even by either by commenting on the on the episodes or, or DM us there. We're heading over to Patreon right now. So join us there. Visit patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds for all the info on how to sign up and support our charming community. Thank you for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the guitar nerds. Farewell. Bye. And 
now, dear wonderful listener, the time has come for me to thank all of our lovely top-tier Patreon backers, you wonderful, wonderful people. So, thank you very much to Scott Guitars, to Suresh, to Dorsonic Pickups, to Chris Franklin, Anton Fryant, Barry Gresbick, Steve Davis, Daniel Walker, Jorin Brown, John Conaway, The Studio Rats, Russell Healing, Yogi the Guitarist, Ty Allen, Kyle Harris, Sean Hughes, Brian Hansen, Andy Hoffler, Eric Hemmer, Jeffrey Wax, Brian Einzer, Gavin van der Linden, Mark Hizial, Tadwaki, Stuart Robson, Eric Fire, Peter Peche, Andy Manley, Simon Milbourne, Joe Puttick, Blake Wyland, Phil Radomski, Dave Lee, Ross Edwards, Jason Wharton, James Dore, Jake Gray, Derek Rich, Scott Kennedy, Steve Merkel, Abe Matthews, Christopher Lossett, Stephen Burke, Robert Smith, Kytopia the Band, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Paul Corrigan, Rob Nordwick, and Scott O'Brien, and, of course, Moog Gravit. 